Remarked in the Congo, racing at a controlled speed, turns in front from Remark, then Coast Watch. Now Animo still about six off the leaders. Moradon went via the Cape and in the Congo has plenty in the tank at the 300. In the Congo, beat off Remark. Coast Watch goes to second, then Tiger Malay. Animo, he's four off the lead, winding up. It's in the Congo in front from Coast Watch. Animo, is he running out of ground? In the Congo in front. Animo trying to go toe for toe in the Congo kicks. And in the Congo, won the Golden Rose from Animo. Coast Watch in third, followed by Artorias. Then Tiger Malays from Star Tontes. Captivant, a break back to Jamea. Followed by Giannis, then Royals El Halal. Remark did the chasing, has finished second last. And Moradon wobbled on the turn and has been eased down. In the Congo, staving off Animo. Animo really never looked like he was going to get him. In fact, the closest he got was at the end. But in the end, it was all about in the Congo, sustained speed barrier to box. Yeah, absolutely. And probably the, the way the track was playing yesterday um, played in that horse's favour. But you can only um, do what you can do. And he, he keeps going out. I mean, he wasn't unfancied in the market yesterday. He was $7.50. It's not like he was 20 to 1. Um, but punters, I reckon, have taken a, a bit of a while to warn to him. And uh, be interesting to hear what Adrian Bott says. He, he shapes as potentially, if they can keep him going, a, a terrific prospect for like a Coolmore stud stakes. Well, what is the plans for him? But we'll talk about that, but we'll talk about yesterday as well. And a great segue because Adrian Bott is on the line, of course, in a training partnership with Gay Waterhouse. Adrian, before we talk about anything, congratulations. It wasn't just in the Congo yesterday. Vangelic won on Taunt one, Queen of Dubai won in Melbourne. There was a winner at Goulburn. Must have been one of your best days in racing, I'd suggest. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having us on the show. Um, yeah, d d delighted with the day. It's... Um yeah, fantastic. Obviously, uh, you know, plenty of planning and preparation. Hard work goes into getting him there on the big days, and, you, and even on the day, you need a lot to fall your way. So we're fortunate that for for all those runners, it did. So yeah, it came together in a in a great way. Ben made a good point about in the Congo. He said before yesterday, he'd had five starts, two wins, three seconds. One of those seconds, I think everyone on the track thought he'd won. The other run, he was unlucky. He could easily be unbeaten in five, but he always seems to have that underrated tag about it, where he doesn't gain the the glamour like an animo does. Is that a fair comment? Oh, yeah, well and truly. Um, look, I, I, I guess sort of whether it's his sort of on-pace on, on pattern, um, you know, I, I guess he you may never look to have the same sort of brilliance, say, in terms of sort of turn of foot of, you know, some of those those types of, as an animo, but what he does have is um, plenty of speed and plenty of sustained speed and um yeah that's his his attributes he's obviously got a great constitution and will to win to go with it and as you said sort of he's he's won you know some some, some good races and, and even in the races where he's been beaten it hasn't been by by much at all um so you know he's, he's done very little wrong in his career so you can't ignore a, a, a tough horse like that but I I guess I understand sort of people's perspective as sort of you know, why they're always trying to look for something to, to, to beat the you know beat the obvious there. Mm. I must admit, uh, Adrian Converge was the one I had penciled down uh, to to keep an eye on from your stable uh, for spring. Obviously, he's gone down. Uh, he's gone by the wayside now for spring. Um, but at what, at what point did you realise this guy that, that won the Golden Rose yesterday that he was the real deal? Like, was it uh, is it just been recently, or or was it was it early on? You you sort of had a very high opinion of him. Uh, always had a very high opinion of him, and, and obviously thought he was uh, a, a well above average horse, and you know, certainly a, a stakes class horse. Um, sort of when we we're running him, even sort of before he ran through the winter, just sort of went chin sore early, which is sort of why we didn't see him 
you know, as, as a younger two-year-old. But, um, you know, through the winter, he, he showed the promise. And then, um, but, I, but I must say, he, he's probably scaled to the heights a bit quicker than, than what, I thought he, what I thought he would, just sort of going off that uh, early, early career, um, a couple of runs. He, he just sort of was putting it all together. And, um, but, yeah, the, the way he's improved every time he stepped out in, in, in this preparation under some good tests and, yeah, with that pattern, it's sort of hard to go out there and, and run those types of races and just keep fronting up week in, week out and keep in, in improving off them. So, um, yeah, he's been incredibly tough. And, yeah, I, I guess I have been, you know, to an extent, you know, um, surprised or impressed by, by, by the level of improvement he has taken each time we've sort of raised the bar for him. I want to bring Gay in at this point here. Um, trainers like to play the horse's strengths, not their weaknesses. And this is typical... Gay Waterhouse, you're part of that. Now, even go back to her father, TJ. Uh, on speed, let them use their strengths. And I think Gay was adamant that in the Congo is a is a, a high-speed horse who could roll along and just keep rolling along at a good tempo. And I, I think she might have said to Tim, that's the way to ride him. Yeah, she, she certainly did. And, um, you know, they're the conversations that we sort of had before the race. And, yeah, when we were sort of just assessing it and speaking with Tim, you know, um, to sort of convey our thoughts, so we think this is sort of how it's going to work into our favour. Obviously, sort of talking about those, you know, a couple of brilliant horses behind him, some well-performed horses that do have some great turn of foot. Well, you know, we, we don't want to be, you know, just playing the race into to set up for for them. Um, and, and I guess that's sort of where you know, Gay's experience is, you know, really comes in, in into play here as well because, you know, I, I guess the it, 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 the safer option is to just sort of try and get a you know, a, a nice easy time there. It takes sort of probably, a, you know, a, a fair bit of confidence to be able to sort of say, you know, in, in, in the big group one race, you know, in a high, that's traditionally a high pressure race, you know, stretching out to a, a trip that you haven't done before um, to sort of say, just go out there and try and run them into the ground. Um, yeah, so it takes a bit of confidence and experience to be able to sort of know when to when to do that. So, uh, you know, it's... Um, yeah, it's great having Gay on, on, on board to sort of help help make those calls and, and decisions. Can you give our, our listeners a bit of an insight into how it works with you and Gay on race day? I mean, we see Robbie sort of tweeting pictures of Gay having a champagne after the races and then stuff like that. But obviously we don't see her at the races. You're front and centre at the races. So, I mean, are you, are you, do you have the earpiece in? Do you, you talk to her three times a day as a training partnership when, when you're there and, and she's obviously not with, with the COVID protocols and what have you? How does it actually work on race day? Yeah, um, uh, look, we're, we're speaking constantly. So um, I guess sort of, you know, before the, before the days unfold, we sort of go through and just sort of discuss what we think sort of uh, will happen with you know each of the runners how, how best to sort of play out um, yeah the jockeys will, will sort of always touch base with with gay in the um, in the morning as well before and just sort of um, yeah we'll, we'll convey what we spoke about we'll see if thought sort of they have any ideas differing to what we may have thought and then um, yeah we'll just touch base again mainly throughout the day before each run again just to see if anything changed or we're monitoring the um, yeah the track conditions the the way that the everything's sort of playing do we need to alter the you know what we sort of set out to do earlier in the day do we need to be getting to different parts of the tracks sort of the wind conditions looking for cover you know all, all sorts of things we we do make changes <clears throat> along the way but there's sort of constant communication before and after each each run she's uh you know she she's obviously very competitive gay and loves being involved and um obviously loves her loves her racing um so yeah we we, we she's uh certainly in tune 
You've woken up this morning with a Group 1 cult in your stable. I suppose the most important question or the most interesting question that our listeners would, would want us to ask is where does this horse go to next? Because uh, am I right in saying that the Everest is not totally out of the equation? Yeah, it's not totally out of the equation. Um, look, we won't we we won't close the door on on, on that just yet. Um, look, even say after his run in the, you know, the, the the Golden Rose was never necessarily always on the on the radar for him, but we kept an open mind. You know, we all thought it was just sort of keep him at the sprint trips, and we thought eleven sort of twelve hundred. And then we sort of then, you know, oh, the run to the Rose came up and he ran well, and we thought you know maybe the Golden Rose now we, he deserves his chance. So yeah, we sort of. Couldn't find any reason why that horse shouldn't be starting in the in, in the Golden Rose. We're sort of, I don't know if we're looking for excuses not to or, or whatever, but he just ticked all the boxes and, and had to be there. Um, you know, so I guess the same we can sort of always keep open with the Everest. Is there, you know, some strong reasons why we shouldn't be going to that particular race? What are they? Um, you know, is he he's, he's come through it well, so that's a that's a positive thing. We we can look at these targets. Um, I wasn't sure. At any point, sort of, was the 1400 going to be the end of the road? Was this going to be the grand final? Um, always had the Coolmore as probably the, the leading next option for him. We just thought he'd be a terrific horse down the straight for, for that sustained speed. And um, obviously, with a top prospect, these, you know, Golden Rose and Coolmore are sort of two of the uh, biggest races that they can sort of hold on their uh, on their CV going to stud. And that certainly. Uh, you know, determines their, their value and it's sort of what Henry and the Newgate team set out to achieve. So I'd say at this stage that the Coolmore's the most likely option for the horse if he's to push on. Um, you know, with a small window that the, the Everest could be a possibility, but a few more discussions got to be had on that first. Adrian, I suppose one thing that did uh, develop after yesterday, and we've sort of thought of in the Congo as a, a front runner and looking at that 1,200, We've now seen him go to 1,400, a confident 1,400 yesterday because it was just outside the track record. I think, to be precise, he ran 121.46. So it sort of opens a few doors from a future point of view. I'm not necessarily talking about the spring, but, you know, uh, you would think that sort of performance with that sort of time that, you know, a mile is certainly not beyond him. Hey, definitely. Um, you know, it'd be an interesting one to, to look at. Um, I, I'm not sure whether we will... Uh, test that just yet no. um, but certainly the way that he's learning to race now and he's starting to put it all together well um, yeah that 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 gives him a chance uh, his first couple of runs he, he, he just sort of didn't quite know how to harness his speed and, 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 and sort of didn't sort of quite have that you know he wasn't quite seasoned enough but now that if he's you know using that speed in the right way and then sort of in the mid stage is sort of just traveling well and, and, and finding a better rhythm well Obviously, that opens up options to be to be stretching him out and trip eventually because I think he can sustain it. Um, but just at times, sort of doing it the wrong way, if he sort of wanted to overdo it a touch in a, in a mile race, well, that'd make him vulnerable. Good on you, mate. It's always good to talk to you. We always appreciate your time. You're very generous with your time. Congratulations on for not only Gay but for yourself. It would be a, a very big day for you yesterday. Yeah, thanks very much for having us on the show.